Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to a Bible Breakdown Extra. It is so good to see you today. And if you are reading this, reading God's Word with us in real time, one of the things that you have noticed is we are reading one chapter a day. We also have an extra psalm or proverb if you want to read a little bit extra. But we take off two days a month. We, we call them catch-up days. We have one on the 15th and one on the 30th. And we're going to use the 15th of the month, starting after this video, as a literal catch-up day. Or we're really just you know, digging in deeper, different places. But on the 30th, what I want to do is I want to start giving you these Bible breakdown extras, but then a challenge that'll go for 30 days. And so we have been covering a lot of different things. And so if you'd like to go back and look at our archive, we've got things where we talk about how to memorize the, the Bible, memorize scripture, um, different things that I can't remember right now. But we have done a lot of them. We really have. But the one I want to talk about today, like every time, I really feel like will add value to your walk with God and help you take your understanding of God's word to a deeper place. And what I want to call it today is inductive Bible study. Now, inductive Bible study sounds like a very interesting thing, but I like to call it about doing detective work, digging a little deeper than where we normally do. Now, one of the things that we promote a lot is another Bible study method called the SOAP Bible study method. And there, we did an earlier podcast on that. And the idea behind that is, is interacting with God actively in his word every day. And that's where you have, you know, SOAP stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And that's really good at getting an idea of where that text is, what is it saying, and how I can apply what it's saying. Inductive Bible study is going deeper into God's word. So it will almost be like, that reading the Bible by itself is great, but that one must be like, you know, in college classes, be Christianity 101. You know, class one is reading God's Word, and that's really good. 201 is doing the soap, where you're journaling about what God's Word is saying. 301 is what we're going to call today inductive Bible study, where you're going a little bit deeper. And once again, I like to look at it as your detective. So, Imagine for a moment what happens. I don't know if you've ever watched any of these true crime uh, YouTube videos or listened to our podcast or whatever. One of the things I love to do is I love to listen to the process by which you start with a crime scene, you end with figuring out who did it, right? And, it, and it's amazing how, especially in a crime scene, it's not like most of the time these people want you to find them. So they're leaving you as few clues as possible. They're doing absolutely nothing and to, to help you in the process. So these detectives have to do a lot of legwork to eventually figure out who did it, maybe even why they did it, because you want to try to convict this person in court, right? And so one of the things that they will do is they have to deal with the evidence on hand, and they want to answer the main questions, right? Who, what, where, when, why, and how? And as you hear all these detectives say, they say, you really get back to the basics. You figure out those six questions you're going to get pretty close to figuring out the gaps that you have and who did it. When it comes to Bible study, I love looking at it like that. I love looking at a book of the Bible and thinking about it like a detective. Like if I was a historical detective, how in the world would I go from the text and end with, 
I know who wrote this. I understand more than I did. I have got something I can kind of chew on, and it will enrich my Bible reading. Right now, we're going through Joshua together. And as we read this, it's interesting, but when you know the background, it makes it even more interesting. And so what I want to encourage you to do is, on occasion, and I would encourage you to do this with the book of Joshua, since that's where we are, you know, as we're going through right now, I would encourage you to take just an hour out of your schedule and do a cursory inductive Bible study through the book of Joshua. And I'm going to do it with you, but then I want you to go back and do it yourself. So this is how this works is you have the who, what, where, when, why, and how to apply. Now, there's a lot of resources. You can go to my blog at brandoncannon.com, and there's a tab up at the top called Resources, and I have resources you can buy. There's also a whole lot of free resources out there as well, and I don't want to encourage you with this. You need to be selective with the resources you use when it comes to the Bible because everybody's got an opinion, but we need to make sure that our opinion lines up with God's Word. That's the reason why I created that resource is these are ones I have looked at that seem to be as middle of the road as possible, right? They, they try to tell you what God's word says, not what you what they think you should think about God's word. So you can go there. You can find a lot of resources like the BibleHub.com, uh, the BibleProject.com. Those are two resources I would highly recommend to you. There's one called BibleStudyTools.com. All of this is free for you, and I would recommend going there. I love one called GotQuestions.com gotquestions.com, because it is about the idea of questions in God's Word. The reason why I like it so much is it is in, in, intended to give you God's Word with as little spin as possible. I would recommend that over things like Wikipedia and stuff like that, because it's just giving you, most of the time, you, there's no telling what kind of spin, right? Okay, so now that you've got those resources, Bible Hub, Got Questions, BibleStudyTools.com, BibleProject.com, all of those, we're going to answer the following questions. Number one, who? When it comes to the book of Joshua, who? Well, this one's kind of easy <laughs> because it's the guy whose name is on it, Joshua. But dig a little deeper. Did Joshua write it or did somebody else write it under Joshua's direction? I'm not going to tell you, but I want you to research it. It is possible that Joshua definitely wrote some of it, but some of the end, maybe he didn't. But I want you to take a moment and who wrote Joshua? Joshua. Okay, that's the first thing. Now, why that one would be important is because when you look back and see who Joshua is, that may or may not inform how you read the book while you're going through it. Here's a second question, and that is what? You go to your resources, and you go, what is the purpose of Joshua? Like, like what's happening? What's, what is going on in the book of Joshua? Well, you look through those resources, you start looking at what, what is happening during this, you can see that it is chronicling the taking over of the promised land, and then dividing up the land. So here's the question. Not just what, but what all is going on? Like, how long did it take? Like, what, what, is, this, what is the time frame of all of this? I'll go ahead and tell you it was around 30 years. It took 30 years, 25 to 30 years to do that. Would that inform your reading as you're reading through this? Because sometimes if you're reading through, especially if we're reading one chapter at a time, it may seem like that it took 300 years. No, actually not. It moved pretty quickly as they went through there. So, 30 years conquest. So who? Joshua. What, what's happening in this whole deal? Is it the conquest of the promised land under the direction of Joshua? Number three is where? Where did this happen? This is important because this will inform us on how we should be reading this. For instance, you know, if something happened to you in England, 
you know, the laws of the land and the different things are going to look different unless, like if it happened in Canada or if it happened in Australia or if it happened in Africa or United States, where something happens is very important. So even in the this ancient time, did it happen in Egypt? Did it happen in the wilderness? Did it happen in the promised land? Where is this promised land? You know, is this modern day Iraq? Is it modern day Lebanon? Just just asking the question. And if you go to some of these places, if if you're looking up where did the conquest of the promised land happen, you're going to see a map. And you're going to see that this was in a dry, arid area. But then the promised land, you have more green areas, pasture land. And it's going to help inform, because now you're getting a picture in your head of what the promised land looks like. So who, Joshua, what's happening, the conquest of the promised land, where, Jordan, Israel area, number, number next, <laughs> when? When did this happen? I know because we read these things, it seems like it happened three squillion years ago. But it didn't happen that long ago. It was 1,400 years before the birth of Jesus. Now, that also means it's only a few hundred years before the birth of David. And then you start to look at that and you start to get the timeline of what's going on. It wasn't that long after this happens that they live under the judges and that quickly falls apart. And so they need a king. And so you start to realize that Joshua didn't live that much longer before King David did. And then King David didn't live much longer before people like Isaiah and Ezekiel and Daniel did. And not long before that, before Jesus. So it starts to connect when you know when it happened. So about 1400 BC over the course of about 30 years. And then two more questions. Why? Who was Joshua? What was the conquering of the promised land? Where was the Israel-Jordan area? When was 1400? Why? Why would they write this down? They didn't have a lot of books back then. Why would this be important? Well, two reasons. One is to have a historically accurate account of what happened. And number two, as we're going to see it toward the end, is when they were separating and dividing up the land, this was where they would know from now on, this is who gets these types of land. So it was a historical thing so they could keep the historical accuracy of what's going on. But then also so that they would know in the future, this is where the boundary markers are. So it had a very like important for many different reasons. And here's the last one. How do I apply it? Judging by everything I have now learned, how can I apply God's word in a fresh way? Because when you're reading through this, you go, well, there, there it was. <laughs> you know. But then when you realize that Joshua was 80 years old when he took over the reins of leadership for Moses, Joshua must have been afraid because he gets told over and over and over again to be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. And he takes over at 80 years old. He takes over and it chronicles how for 30 years he led the nation of Israel in taking back the promised lamb. He did it in the area that is now Israel. It was around 1400 BC and it was written to remind the nation of Israel what God did and how he divided up the land. How can I apply all that now? It reminds me that God uses, that God can use anybody to do amazing things in amazing places over a span of time. And it reminds me that God did it before. And it reminds me of what God is doing now. It's amazing what we can start to dig and find if we're willing to dig a little deeper. I love the idea that it reminds me that God's promises are not just blank checks. I have that idea of in my life earlier, and I, no one told me this. I just kind of took that idea that, you know, there's a scripture that says that all the promises of God are yes and amen. 
It doesn't say easy and with no effort. <laughs> it, it, God's promises are not like a get-out-of-jail-free card. Well, we just put it down and God does the rest. But actually, if you look at all the precious promises of God's Word, we have an element to it. For instance, the Bible says God will keep us in perfect peace. But that's not the end of the verse. It says God will keep those in perfect peace whose minds are continually on him. So he does the supernatural, but our job is the natural. And then he adds his super to our natural and amazing things happen. So I like to think of the promises of God as God's open doors, God's opportunities, and God's blessing as we go. Now, we don't do it on our own. We're just being faithful. But God adds his super to our natural. And that's what we see in Joshua. We see an 80-year-old man taking a young army and conquest over 30 years in the Israel Israelite area, 1,400 years before Jesus, and they write it all down what happened to let them realize that God's promises are great, but they're not easy. They still had to fight the battles. They still had to go and divide up the land. It just wasn't ready-made. And that gives me hope to realize that when God gives me a promise and then it doesn't happen easily, it doesn't mean I'm doing anything wrong. It might be I'm doing something right. And it's through learning God's word that I realize that. So here's my challenge for you. I have said all of that. I want you to go back and I want you to look at those different resources. Biblehub.com, BibleStudyTools.com, The Bible Project. You can see some very basics on my blog at BrandonCannon.com, the different ones I've, I've mentioned to you. And I want you to do your own research. I want you to act like a good detective. And I want you to look and go, who, what, where, when, why, and how can I apply and see what you come up with. I'd love for you to go to our a group at the Bible Breakdown Discussion and let us know some of the things that you found. Let us know some things that maybe we didn't know about. Study this and figure out because the more we dig, the more we find. And I can't wait to hear what happens and I will see you tomorrow for the next part of Joshua.